old. I'm a lady and I'm five years old. Hi, I'm Joshe and I'm seven years old. Hey, this is Mommy. What's up, everyone? I'm Daddy. And you're listening to It's Movie Night. And this week we watched The Muppet Christmas Carol. Walt Disney Studios put out this live-action adaptation in 1992. Great year. It's rated G and has a runtime of one hour and 25 minutes. Some other movies Disney put out around this time were Aladdin and Homeward Bound The Incredible Journey. So for those of you who see our social media and all of our posts, you know that we are not always alone on movie night. Sometimes we have our grandparents stopping by, sometimes we have friends, and this week we had Uncle Athan and Auntie Sam with us. Why? Because Muppet's Christmas Carol happens to be one of Uncle Athan's favorite Christmas movies, so he's stopping by to talk about it with us. What's up, Uncle Athan? <laughs> Hello. Girls, what is this movie about? Start us off, Zosh. It's a Christmas story, and it's also about a mean man named Scrooge. That pretty much sums it up. Amelia, can you tell us anything else about the movie? There's puppets that they make a mean man good. Yes, the puppets do make the mean man turn good. This movie's all about a selfish man named Ebenezer Scrooge who's visited by three spirits on Christmas Eve who show him the error of his ways and how his life will end if he doesn't change. Some familiar faces and voices in this movie, we have Ebenezer Scrooge played by Sir Michael Caine. I first knew him as Victor Melling in Miss Congeniality, and then Nigel Powers in Austin Powers Goldmember, but more recently you might know him as Alfred from the Christopher Nolan Batman films. The rest of the cast have pretty much worked on the same projects over the past few decades. Lots of Muppets movies, obviously, but Labyrinth, The Dark Crystal, Dinosaurs, the TV series, and the Weezer Keep Fishing music video are some to note. Some of the Muppets' voices are worth noting. Charles Dickens, or The Great Gonzo, is played by Dave Goles. He's noticeable as subconscious guard Frank from the movie Inside Out. Kermit the Frog and Rizzo the Rat are voiced by Steve Whitmire. He is also the voice of Ernie from Sesame Street, which I found to be pretty cool. It makes a lot of sense once you hear it, though. (laughs) This was the most interesting for me. Miss Piggy and Fozzie Bear are both voiced by Frank Oz. Many people may not know the name Frank Oz, but you've heard the voice before if you're a nerd because it is Master Yoda from everything Star Wars. And I thought that was pretty crazy That's also Miss Piggy. And then the director of this movie is Brian Henson. He directed The Muppet's Treasure Island, but he was also the chief puppeteer on movies like Little Shop of Horrors, The Witches, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm not sure if you knew that, Adon. That was the one that I brought up earlier, too, that I was like, they're not technically not puppets, but the suits were made by puppeteers, which oh, okay. is kind of cool. But let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode now. Let's talk about the movie. Let's start off with how old we were when we first watched this movie, and did we like this movie when it first came out? Start us off, Adon. So I saw this movie, I mean, about the time it was released. It was released in 92. Yeah. Um, so I was about 10 years old, and I remember really liking it. I remember being surprisingly moved by a film with Muppets and, you know, one dude who I did not know. You know, I don't know who Michael Caine was. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Charles Dickens writes, like, this classic sort of story of redemption about the fact that regardless of whatever bad things we've done or lack of character we may have had, that tomorrow you have a chance to change all that. And I think that story just resonates with all of us right it's part of human nature yeah, so absolutely. i think even seeing that as a kid was just like oh there's some specific moments that i'll kind of wait to talk about but i just remember watching them being like this is moving me like i feel like i feel like uh <laughs> like myself changing watching this 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 <laughs> silly film uh even at that time so yeah, yeah i definitely liked it from the moment i saw it so 
Now, how about you, Sam? This came out in 92. You were born in 92. So how old were you when you saw this movie? It was 2013 when I started dating you. I had never seen A Muppet Christmas Carol until Maddie came along because it was his favorite Christmas movie. And yeah, like he said, I was a 92 baby. So I wasn't like a classic 90s baby. I was closer to like an early 2000s kid when I got into it. So for me... Muppets was like Muppets babies. I didn't really mm. get into the whole Muppet scene. So a lot of these movies like Treasure Island, etc. I didn't see till I was like a teenager near adult. Yeah. Okay. So I saw this movie. I was maybe five. And I remember liking it. I remember thinking this is a funny movie. You know, the Muppets are funny. They're silly characters. But I didn't like it at first. I'm, I, I liked it. But it wasn't something that I fell in love with and that I cherish as highly as I do now. You like weren't I running to burn it through the VHS. <laughs> no, I did have the VHS though. That pink, <laughs> that pink VHS. It was all, not the VHS tape, but the cover of it was pink, and I, I loved it. So there's a lot to talk about with this movie. We've talked about the cast, which is very small. There's minor characters, but mostly let's start with Sir Michael Caine. Were you? I mean, he's amazing in this movie, right? I mean, amazing seems a little like a stretch, a little dramatic. I mean, he does a great job when you, when you think about you're talking to nothing. <laughs> for the most part Ama- amazing for me that's underselling it dude he's brilliant in this oh, film. <laughs> brilliant in this film like, way- again think about like what he's doing yes he's, right like he's conveying he's- these emotions and he's giving it all and that performance is nuanced right like it could have been incredibly hammy because he's like i'm next to these muppets who cares you know i'm just i'm just picking up this paycheck but like there's that moment when like he's with the ghost of christmas present in the street uh-huh. and he finally dances And it's just that slight little sort of like tilt that he does back and forth, but he smiles for the first time. And it's just like, yo, like you see like that whole like facade just kind of fall away from him. The sort of like hardening that's happened over, you know, the course of his life Mm -hmm. and just kind of dissipates for the first time. And it's just like, oh, this is just such a great performance. I'm saying brilliant. I'm brilliant. (laughs) He's brilliant in this movie. I'm all for it. Given what he has to do. I'm all for it. A lot of heavy lifting. He's like Steve from Blue's Clues though. You know, you're just... Just doing with what you have. I, <laughs> blasphemous. <laughs> I, I guess so. Listen, Steve is brilliant. I'm not knocking Steve Burns. Steve Burns is awesome, but he ain't no Michael Caine in he's not Muppets a sir. Christmas Carol. He's no, not a and sir. he's not a sir. <laughs> so outside of the human actor, because that's really our main human actor throughout this entire movie, did you guys have a favorite Muppet character from this movie? I mean, I'll say that mine changed, you know, as I, as I got older, because I remember when I was younger, I didn't like the ghost of Christmas pass because it does just kind of look like a like a glass like doll figurine oh she's scary almost. too kind of creepy right yeah. kind of yeah. creepy he's got the creepy voice like the kid kind of voice with that sort of like echoey effect on it though it's mm-hmm. like kind of strange and unsettling but watching it like just watching it today i'm like i kind of dig that ghost oh, like okay. uh you know it makes sense to have this sort of innocence in in the ghost of christmas pre- or past you right like uh where he wasn't kind of that that sort of um uh you know kind of miserable person yet he wasn't sort of a down on in humanity yeah he was still kind of uh, hopeful you know with his life um working at you know fozzy wigs and and just starting to you know to, to live after having kind of a rough childhood and like that ghost is a, is cool it's a cool representation of it so i kind of dig the ghost of christmas past and then like obviously the ghost of christmas present is just uh, <laughs> he's it's just, wonderful it's just so joyful he's just so he's here for a good he's time just so lovely so yeah how about you sam Ghost of Christmas Past, I think, is the most important, that's for sure, because I feel like you learn the most from your past, and I think that's the first thing he's like, I don't want to see this, I know what happens, it's like, yeah, because you know you messed up, Scrooge, so you yeah. need, to, you need mm. to see this, so I like the lesson that the Ghost of Christmas Past teaches, but yeah, she's creepy, I'm sorry, that doesn't change. I think my favorite, I like Gonzo, Gonzo the Great is just- Charles Dickens? T- yeah, he does a great job as Charles Dickens, I like that they're- 
just like sneak it in to try to narrate the story, but they're really not narrating the story at all. So it's just, it's, it's fun. They're fun characters. I think Gonzo's awesome too. And Gonzo's my favorite. And it's because him and Rizzo are up there the entire time and they gotta, this is a kid's movie. This is made for kids and they gotta keep the attention of the kids, but as well as entertain the adults that are going to bring their kids to watch this movie or sitting down to watch this movie with their kids. I know Amelia enjoyed everything between Rizzo and Gonzo. She had mentioned to me that one of her favorite scenes is when they like they're giving each other grief back and forth and they have this awkward silence and Rizzo just leans in and kisses Gonzo on the nose. (laughs) It's so cute. (laughs) I love the scene where he's like jump I'll catch you and he doesn't catch him and then he walks back through the gate. He's like you fit the whole time. Yes. I think that is a scene. It might be the scene where she where he kisses him. Shortly after. Yeah. yeah. Also shout out to um I think of the, the guy's names in the balcony, the two old men, like Walt was like Waldorf and Stadler. Those guys are great too, is Marley and Marley. Like kinda adding the extra Marley, you know, to make them like brothers for they, the for the for the, for they the fit that perfect. Christmas Carol story and uh, yeah. yeah, it's so good. There's their, their song's a jam too. There's a lot of music in this movie because it is a musical and that's something that also went over my head when I was younger is that some of these songs or most of the songs hit way different when you get older and that's why I said like I didn't really appreciate this movie when I was younger I appreciate it a lot more now. What was your favorite song? My favorite song is Thankful Heart at the end like Sir Michael Caine is singing this song he's belting it like I said given a hundred percent. And he's, it's just such a good song. It's a feel-good song. It's something you could listen to any time of the year and still remember how great you feel when you're watching him change at the end of this movie. Spoilers, people. Sorry. But this movie came out in 92. If you haven't heard of A Christmas yeah. Carol by now. <laughs> the book's 200 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spoiler. True. Very true. But yeah, so Thankful Heart's my favorite song. I don't know if any if I stole anybody else's. Do you guys feel the same? Or do you got... Uh, you could shout out another song. Say that that one's your favorite and... It, that one is my favorite. That one's my favorite, too, for all the reasons that you named. Yeah. But a nice runner-up would definitely be Marley and Marley. Uh, and I think you're right that, like, it's not necessarily that you can't appreciate it if you're younger. It's just that it's one of those really good films that has layers. Mm-hmm. So you can appreciate it for the surface level, that it's funny. You know, you get the gist of, like, what the story is. Or right, here's a guy who's not very nice, and he's going to change through this sort of, you know, trip through his past, present, and future, right? Yeah. You get all that, even as a kid. But you don't get the layers, like, the nuance of, like, that song like marley and marley of like all the things that they did you know the acts that have sort of cast them in these chains and how each one of these things that they did whether it was like you know making joke of like you know robbing the poor and you know being the worst around christmas time because it was an opportunity to where people were spending their moments mo- mo- their money frivolously you know for them it was the opportunity to then kick them out of their home so it's it's an awful song but it's really funny in the way that they present like how terrible they were to sort of earn these chains and sort of, you know, warn Scrooge of his of his potential future. Yeah. yeah. You get the depth the older you get. Mm. How about you, Sam? I enjoy One More Sleep Till Christmas Ooh. because yeah. even like for our kids, there is, there's magic in the air. Like that Christmas Eve night, everything is just, nothing can go wrong. You could burn dinner down or whatever, <laughs> but that night is going to be magical no matter what. And if that song comes on, you're like, oh, it's just, it's wonderful. And he's singing it with his kids and he's got Tiny Tim and it's just, oh. That's very good. Bob Cratchit's just got the biggest heart. Another good song is Scrooge. Like you had mentioned earlier, Adon, about, you know, you're getting this backstory <clears throat> on how Scrooge is so bad. This intro of this character, you don't see his face, you just see his walk and his cane and it's just... His steps are in tempo with the music. You're just like, man, this guy is bad. I don't want to step in his way. 
and it's just so good. Like the music is fantastic in this movie. And in three minutes, it like sets up who this character is. Like, say you have no idea. I mean, at this point, everybody knows the Christmas Carol. But even even if like that's three minutes, like you're like, oh, this guy is just an awful person. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just it's just so efficient for kids entering it for the first time. You know, yeah. those three year olds who haven't gotten a Christmas Carol yet in school. You know, things like that. Like, yes, you you grasp it enough to know that's not a good dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then you're getting the intro of all these puppets. You know that this is going to be a movie with puppets. You know that this is going to be a musical because this is our starting song of this entire movie. And it's a good time. So I know we just spoke very highly of this movie. It's a lot of our favorite Christmas movies. So it's going to be hard to pull out some negatives, but I don't want to let some parents go in completely blind. There are some negative aspects that you need to know. Like we had mentioned This is A Christmas Carol. The story is kind of bland and boring at times for kids. I had some squirms a second ago, but then everyone nodded their head yes. So I'm I'm guessing that I'm right in this. Once you add for kids. (laughs) Yes. It's one of the greatest stories ever told. Uh, But but I get it for kids. Yes. Charles Dickens wasn't writing for a six-year-old. Yes. But like a a 12-year-old. I think that's right up their alley, right? Yeah, I feel like I was introduced to this story i'd say fifth sixth grade no this was my introduction to this story so this is the first time i'd ever heard anything christmas carol so when i say that this is a negative it's in terms for parents to be sitting down watching this movie with their kids and they might find it kind of boring if your kids don't like muppets and they're more into animations you might just want to turn this movie off and go to the next thing there's many many different adaptations of a christmas carol that you could find anywhere in the world So if you don't like Muppets, you don't like these darker aspects, because they do touch on some darker aspects. Like when he goes to see the ghost of Christmas that could have been. I I can't remember. Christmas yet to come. Christmas Christmas yet to come, yes. So when he goes and sees that, it can be dark and scary for kids. They might not like that. So that's a negative side that I see to this movie. I don't know if there's any negatives that you guys can pull out anymore. So yeah, scare-wise, like you had said, for sure, the ghost of Christmas yet to come. When the Marley Brothers first appear, too... I know, like, I saw our girls kind of shifting around a little bit, like, ooh, what's going to happen in this movie? We were all just happy and singing a, set a second ago, and now we're taking a turn. I don't know about this, but yeah. the, the bell chiming and stuff. But then they started singing again, and it was like, oh, okay, never mind. So, yeah. And that's an aspect as well as, like, I didn't really appreciate the Marley and Marley song when I was younger. So if your kids are going to be super into the first song, which is Scrooge, and then go right into Marley and Marley, and then the ghost of Christmas past... It gets kind of boring. Like it kind of, I could see where kids can be like, eh, I don't really like this. It's not going to grab their attention like the first song and then like the Ghost with Christmas present is going to grab their attention. So there could be a downtime for your kids. Yeah, I would say that the my only negatives would be that the Ghost of Christmas Past, it relies heavily on like subtext, right? It's just like him in a schoolhouse not saying much. There is an interaction. It's not like he was he was bullied or anything happens. Like you just have to infer that he lived a lonely life of solitude, that he didn't have anybody around to sort of care for him. And that's kind of all you get. Mm-hmm. But like, that's hard for a kid to just be like, I see him, he's sitting in this schoolhouse, but like, what's the, you know, what's the problem here? Like, yeah. why is, why is this upsetting? They're not going to infer that his parents are gone. <clears throat> exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not going to infer that he's, he's the one left behind on Christmas yeah. all the time. Right. So there's, there's, there's a bit of that. There's not a lot of meat to those scenes yeah. um, until he becomes like an adult. 
And then the other thing would just be things that are just part of watching a film from 1992, right? Which is like some of the special effects are really bad. Uh, some <laughs> when, of the flying stuff, some of the, like the, the, the when like, you see the Muppets that actually have legs, like when Kermit's walking down the street and you're, you're like, yeah, whoa, kind of like floating. Whoa, yeah. Like that, that, that's kind of a suspension of disbelief because it's a <laughs> film with Muppets, right? Yeah. But like some of the, like the like psychedelic, like going into the future with the spinning oh, yeah. sort of, uh, you know, um, was like the, the hypnotic pattern. Yes. It's kind of like, okay, like the this flying. is very much. The flying was very much like, all right, here's, you know, Michael Caine, probably not on a, they probably aren't throwing a, a, a 50 plus year old Michael Caine in, a, in, a in some harness or anything. He's yeah. probably just some really like just laying on some plank, you know, on a, on a, on a screen in the back. But so like, so CGI can be it. a negative. Yeah. Yeah. So some of that was just kind of, you know, it's just part of a 1992 Muppet film. Yeah. Right? It's just not very good, but. You know, you look past it. But it's a product of its time. Yeah. 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 It's not today's animation. But if, you, again, <laughs> like you had said earlier, if you have a kid that's really picky about animation, they might not like it. Mm hmm. Any other negatives we might find might be in my parental guidance. So language, it is pretty close to clean. There's a play on words with one of Scrooge's employees saying they're cold and freezing their assets. There is also one instance of name calling towards Rizzo, which could be a form of bullying. There is no violence. The bulk of this movie is grown up stuff. The entire story and lesson of A Christmas Carol is grown up. Kids will understand that Scrooge is mean, but the lessons of greed, grief, and loss might go over their heads. Cry factor? That could all depend. There's definitely sadness in this movie. Did any of you guys cry? Oh, yeah. I cried twice. Whoop. Oh, I'll say what parts, but I don't want to spoil it. So, <laughs> I mean, we're already talking well, about spoilers Well, I guess, yeah, our 200-year 200, 200 book, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when Scrooge has his... Epiphany? epiphany yeah. His epiphany, yeah. It's just... It's so sad for his character, but it's also like his moment of redemption that when you see him change, you can't help but cry. You're so happy for him. I mean, it, it is it is tears of, of joy. Right? Yes. Like you are like, here's this person who sort of, you know, didn't wait till it was too late. Yep. And it's kind of yeah, the, the, the whole point of the story, right? That like redemption is available to us all. So. Yeah, when he's groveling basically to the Christmas yet to come, like, is there still time? I can change this. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's just so desperate. So if you're a softie. It's definitely some cry factors. Mm -hmm. So Rotten Tomato critics have this movie certified fresh at 77%, which is a thumbs up. Audiences have it at an 86%, which is a definite thumbs up. Let's see how it holds up in our house. Adhan, do you give The Muppets Christmas Carol a thumbs up, a thumbs middle, or a thumbs down? No, this is a thumbs up for sure. Like, <laughs> this is a great rendition of this story. One might argue the best, Ooh. though I dig Scrooge too. Scrooged is good. How about you, Zosha? Seven thumbs up. Seven thumbs up? That's awesome. How about you, Amelia? One million thumbs up. One million thumbs up. Man, is this your favorite Christmas movie now? Yeah. It is. How about you, Amelia? Yes. Oh my gosh, I love hearing that. How about you, Mommy? I'm going thumbs up. It, it is a timeless story like we had talked about. It, it will spanned generations and honestly i think the muppet christmas carol is going to live on way longer than any of us <laughs> <laughs> i hope it does what about you daddy i don't do this often but i'm going two thumbs up on this Ooh. one two thumbs up this is my all-time favorite christmas movie this is one that i can i could watch this throughout any time of the year this will always be a feel-good film and before we round out this episode, we just want to say thanks to my Uncle Avon for coming on the episode. It was a blast. I know you like Christmas as much, if not more, than we do. So it's a pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. This is, this is a lot of fun. Enjoy listening to you all. So thanks for having me. And if any of you would like to add the Muppet Christmas Carol to your movie night list, it is currently streaming on Disney Plus and Hulu. 
or available across platforms. And after watching, let us know if you give it thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. And when you want to let us know what you think about the movie, please find us on social media. We like to post pictures of us on our movie nights, letting you know what snacks and sweets we're eating. We post a dad joke as well as a sneak peek clip theme to the episode coming out that week. It's a fun place to hang out. Our Facebook is It's Movie Night, and our Instagram is It's Movie Night Pod. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another movie night. Bye. I will hold you close in a thankful heart.